Jesus said, I came to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I am reminded of the movie and the book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, by C.S. Lewis, of when the children learn that Aslan is really a lion. And they express their concern to Mr. Beaver about this. They said, is the lion safe? Safe, answers Mr. Beaver. Who ever said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he is good. He is the king, I tell you. You know, most of us have grown up thinking that Jesus is our good shepherd, our loving God, our majestic king. But few of us want to think of Jesus in the terms that we hear in our gospel today. This is one of those gospels that most preachers wish we didn't have to preach on. Really doesn't sound like Jesus to me. It's more like John the Baptist or one of the prophets of old. And yet, here it is, and here we are, and so what are we going to do with this? When I first read the gospel this week in our staff meeting, I told them, well, I guess I'll be preaching on the epistle this week. And then I read the epistle. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was just as depressing. People being tortured and mocked and chained, stoned, stoned sawn in two, killed by the sword, wandering in the desert, living in a cave or a hole in the ground. Is that the Christian life that we strive for? Kind of reminded me of one of my favorite greeting cards that Kay found somewhere. Kay is always on the hunt for a good card to send somebody. And on the front of the card, it quotes from 2 Corinthians. And Paul says, Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I've been shipwrecked. For 24 hours I was adrift on the open sea. I have been constantly on the road. I have met dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my fellow countrymen, dangers from foreigners, danger in towns, danger in the country, danger at sea, dangers from false friends. I have toiled and drudged. I have gone without sleep. I've been hungry and thirsty. I have often gone fasting. And I have suffered from cold and exposure. And then you open the card and it says, So how have you been? <laughs> the trouble with today's gospel and the trouble with our epistle is not so much that it, what it says or how it says it, but the trouble is with our understanding of who Jesus really is and what this peace that he's talking about really is. Our idea of peace is when everybody's getting along together. You have this warm, cozy, safe feeling. And that being the case, it is no wonder that we think of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, as being the one who is going to give us that warm, cozy, and safe feeling. That's what we look for in Jesus, someone who is going to make us feel good. And I guess this is why today's gospel is so troubling for me. Where is the Jesus with the large, beautiful eyes and the warm, 
shapely beard and little children sitting around him? Where are his kind words and his open arms? Today's gospel is Jesus's full disclosure statement. It is Jesus's full disclosure statement that he's making to his disciples and to us. This little section of Luke's gospel is that fast-talking manufacturer's disclosure that you hear at the end of all these drug commercials that we see. It's like, this medicine is going to help you, but it's also going to give you diarrhea. (laughs) Buyer beware. Jesus is telling his disciples, Jesus is telling us, buyer beware. This decision to follow Jesus is going to cost us. It is going to cost us perhaps our family, our friends, our happiness, and most certainly, some of our peace. Change brings discomfort. Our decision to follow Jesus will affect us and those whom we love. Jesus is calling us to look at our misconceptions about peace and about who he is himself. Peace is not the absence of struggle, but rather it is the presence of love. There can still be peace, real and lasting peace in our hearts and in our guts and in our minds, even when there is struggle all around us as long as there's still that presence of love in our life. Real peace comes where there is love, not the absence of struggle. Jesus is that presence of love. God is love. Jesus is God. Jesus is the incarnation. He is the fleshing out of that hard thing to understand that we call love. And you know, love is not some sweet, sugary, glowing ideal that hovers somewhere around us, above us in the heavens. But love is about relationship. God, as we know him in the Trinity, is all about relationship. God, as we know him in his reaching out to us, is all about relationship. Both Jesus and Paul frequently refer to marriage as the best example of this relationship between Christ and the church, this relationship between Christ and his people. And who, besides maybe some newlyweds, think that marriage is going to be all sweet and sugary? Now, of course, Kay and I seem to have this perfect relationship, but that's not always the case. (laughs) No relationship is all sugar and spice. There will always be struggle and hurts and pain, miscommunication, as well as forgiveness and healing and the presence of love. I think this is what Jesus is reminding us of today. He is saying, I did not come to make things all nice and cozy for you, but I came that I might have a relationship with you. I came to let you know that God wants a relationship with you. And relationships never come easy. When you are in relationship with me, it may change the way that you relate to others and that others relate to you. Being in love changes everything. 
We've just sung one of my favorite hymns. They cast their nets in Galilee. And the words are quite simple. Contented, peaceful fishermen, before they ever knew the peace of God that filled their hearts, brimful, but broke them too. Young John, who trimmed the flapping sail, homeless in Patmos died. Peter, who hauled the teeming nets, head down, was crucified. The peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. Yet let us pray for but one thing, that marvelous peace of God. We must never forget, we must never deceive ourselves into thinking that being a Christian is supposed to be some bed of roses. Being a Christian means being in relationship. It means being in love with God and with one another. And yet I can tell you from my own life, in my relationship with my wife, in my relationship with my children, with my brothers and sisters, I would much rather be in love and be in relationship than to be surrounded by some sort of false pretend world that everything is okay, that everything is safe and warm and cozy. We need one another. We need real relationship. We need Jesus, and we need his love. Why else do you think that this symbol of holy communion, of coming to this table week after week as we do, is such a powerful symbol for us that as we come to this table, this family table, to dine with Jesus and dine with one another, we find ourselves being bound together. How else would we come up here to kneel beside each other and to share one cup and to break one bread? It is a celebration of the love which binds us together as one. No one ever said that Jesus was safe, but he is good. He loves us very much, and he wants us to love one another. In just a moment, we're going to baptize and welcome into our church, to welcome into the family of God, Wesley Suzanne Maram. As a member of the family, she will face the same problems that we all face, but she will also inherit the family treasure, the family treasure of love and goodness and everlasting life, which is our promise through Jesus. Is being a Christian safe? No, but it is full of great promise. And this is what we celebrate with Wesley Suzanne today. Amen.